Welcome to the Mind Gym. This is the Pain to Power podcast with Dr. Keith Abloh, where you become the strongest individual you can be. All right, well, welcome again to the Pain to Power podcast. What are we going to talk about this time? We're going to do a course, a course in 20 or so minutes in self-esteem 101. I call it self-esteem 101. 101 because it's uh, pretty uh, fundamental to self-esteem, and yet it's only a 20-minute course. You can probably hear me moving my microphone around there. It was facing the other way like it didn't want to hear from me. I know you do. I hope you do. Otherwise, you wouldn't be tuning in or turning this on or whatever. But here's the thing. Central message. You are built as a human being to survive anything that doesn't kill you. In fact, you have the emotional psychological DNA to turn all the pain that visits you into power. And if you believe that and you internalize it, you're going to realize pretty soon you're an amazing creation. Okay, how's that for self-esteem? Now look at nobody wants pain. We don't go around looking for it. Sure, we might go to the gym. We do repetitions of weights or we run further than you know, our breath would seem to indicate we should. And we put ourselves in some discomfort. And why? To get stronger. We know that that's what's happening. And yet, when things visit us in life, very often and too often we think, if these things are painful, that somehow it's not the same. That it is no offer to get stronger It's not an opportunity of any kind. It's just pain. It's suffering. And we try to avoid it. Of course we try to avoid it. No one wants to suffer. But when you experience a reversal in life or you encounter a hurdle or someone disappoints you or you lose someone you love, that is every single time that's an opportunity to turn your pain into power by realizing, as a, and I'll say it again, you're built to survive and thrive from anything that doesn't kill you, right? Now, other people will tell you, no, 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 you know, self-esteem, it, it's based on intelligence or, uh, you know, it's based on success or achievements. It, you know, read your resume if you need some self-esteem or ask friends whether you're a worthwhile person or, you know, review your list of accomplishments or good deeds. I don't, I don't think so. Those things are interesting, but they don't in any way measure up to self-esteem 101, the lesson that in fact, it's what you survive that can lead to the greatest amount of self-esteem and realizing that there's nothing that you can't survive. Now, if that's the case, if in fact, every time that you're confronted with adversity, you begin thinking to yourself, how can I repurpose this to the good? Uh, How can I demonstrate grace under pressure? How can I have others who might benefit from the example observe that I don't buckle and that I'm looking to the future? That, if you'll 
watch yourself doing it and feel yourself doing it is really the source of a core self-esteem that is inviolable, is indestructible. Because if you're willing to perform that kind of alchemy, and it is alchemy, right? The old alchemists, they turned lead into gold. We're alchemists, every one of us. And once you realize that, that you can turn lead into gold, if you will, metaphorically, that the things that don't kill you but hurt and the things that disappoint you and the times that you disappoint yourself or others, all of it is fodder. All of it, uh, all of it is a, a raw material for you to become stronger and better because if you're willing to endure and repurpose pain into power, which is, after all, what the Pain to Power podcast is all about, then you should take a lot of reassurance and self-esteem from that. And you can, because that's a human quality. It's a remarkable and extraordinary and uniquely human quality. I doubt very much, I doubt that other creatures are consciously of the opinion that they will endure what they need to, but even more than that, that they will transmute the negative incoming events in their lives, the setbacks the disappointments in self and others, that they'll transmute them into the willingness to experience such things and always learn from them and keep an eye open for what opportunities might present themselves because I've fallen down here or because I've suffered a setback. How will I distinguish myself at such moments? Because if you do that you gain more than you lost. It's tough stuff. When you measure your self-esteem or you count on self-esteem based on your intelligence level, let's say, and maybe you're quite intelligent, but how many of us are intelligent in the way that Elon Musk is? There's always going to be somebody that when you compare your intelligence to the other person or persons, you say, well, I mean, okay, you know, I'm intelligent, but you know there are there are strata of everything. There are levels that I don't rise to. Even Elon Musk might look around and say, "Well, you know, Thomas Jefferson, I don't know. Einstein, perhaps not. Tesla, I don't know." Right? And you're on shaky ground when you do that. Money making, right? I've worked as a life coach with a billionaire who happened to remark that another multi-billionaire we both knew had, had, quote, what he called real money. And I said, "Uh, you don't have real money? And he said, well, not like like his. See, that self-esteem that's built on a balance sheet or a bank account or a list of assets, and it's shaky. But if you can say to yourself, yeah, well, here's the thing. If I were to lose everything, and God forbid, right? God forbid, you don't want to lose everything. But 
for those of us who've gone through very difficult things, like I have, I have, I've suffered reversals, I'm sure you have, if at those moments you keep your wits about you and you say, what am I to learn here? And how am I to become stronger because of it? And if you notice that you're still standing in a psychological, emotional way, that you're still willing to move forward, that willingness is an amazing thing. And it should give you all the self-esteem that you need in this world. If you build your self-esteem on your ability to survive and maybe even to thrive amidst adversity, that's building your self-esteem on granite. You build your self-esteem on grades or your bank balance or your stock account or your IQ score. And those things can get exhausted. Listen, the, uh, people get dementia, right? So they're, they're not, their IQ is different. Their memories are different. But if that person were to say, look, if, I, if I'm unfortunate enough for dementia to befall me, I will optimize my existence every minute of every day and remind people that I love them and fight back and look for uh, potential treatments or cures, uh, whatever it might be, that then you're building your self-esteem on granite because that can't be taken from you. It's the one thing perhaps that cannot be taken from you is your resolve to continue on amidst adversity. It's uniquely human and it's your birthright. You do have to claim it though. You have to claim it. And how do you do that? How do you actually do it? Well, it's a leap of faith, I think, right? So you got to claim it by saying, yeah, I'm not buckling, not ever. I'm looking through the fog for what I can see clearly as rays of sun on the horizon. And I'm always going to do that. That's who I am. William James, by the way, the great psychologist and philosopher, put it this way. Here's a quote. Much of what we call evil, he said, much of what we call evil is due entirely to the way men take the phenomenon, it can so often be converted into a bracing and tonic good by a simple change of the sufferer's inner attitude from one of fear to one of fight. Its sting can so often depart and turn into a relish when, after vainly seeking to shun it, we agree to face about and bear it. He's talking, William James, the incredible thinker about religion and psychology and morality. He's talking about alchemy. I'm going to read it again because it's that good. So listen, here we go. Much of what we call evil is due entirely to the way men take the phenomenon, he said. It, evil, can so often be converted into a bracing and tonic good by a simple change of the sufferer's inner attitude from one of fear to one of fight. Its sting can so often depart and turn into a relish when after vainly seeking to shun it, we agree to face it 
and bear it. Hence, I have not been imprisoned. I've been in no prison camp. I didn't live through any Holocaust. But for those people who did, who decided, who claimed their inner self-esteem and said, I'm going to survive this and I am going to turn down the opportunity to do anything outside my character. I'm not going to turn anyone else in. I'm not going to abandon my love of the best of humanity. I'm not going to uh, forget the people, uh, family and friends who populated my life before I was incarcerated or imprisoned or taken off in the middle of the night, taken away in the middle of the night. If you adopt that mental attitude, now you've turned fear into fight, just like William James said. And there's a side effect to that, a central side effect, which is self-esteem. You realize, oh, wait a second, I can't be defeated. I can't be defeated. They'd have to kill me. And you know what? That won't even defeat you or me, because if you stay true to what you believe, and if you fight instead of fear, then believe me, and again, it's a leap of faith, your spirit isn't extinguished, ever. Now, some people believe that's because you live on in heaven. Some people believe that's because you're reincarnated. Um, It's enough to me, even, to believe that those who know of your acts, even your killer, even the person who does you in but sees you not bow to him and not abandon your principles is inextricably changed by your spiritual iron will. And you don't die because you live on in your assailant even. That's a just one example of the way that that can happen. But you realize if you're willing to not buckle, to not fear, to lean into the storm, shouldn't that be enough to love yourself, to experience real self-esteem? If you do that, by the way, every loss and every reversal and every challenge and every disappointment is a kind of opportunity for you to turn pain into power by reminding yourself that you're indestructible. Because then, by the way, you will be. And that's building your self-esteem on granite. If you can bear it, then you should bear witness to the fact that you're being tested by fire, but the fire's turning you into steel. Is that good enough to awaken self-esteem in you? Of course it is. If you can, and you know, now there are these wildfires that have wiped out homes in the western part of the United States, in Colorado. Thousand homes, they say. Nobody wants to go through that. It's it's horrific. If, however, one or more of those homeowners can bear what they've been through, then that person should bear witness to the fact that that fire turned them into steel. If you can do that, if you can, amidst that wildfire, focus on your power to rebuild, your power to love the person who lived next to you, your power to reassure your kids 
or your power to simply endure and stay on this planet and look for tomorrow to bring you gifts greater than your suffering, then you know the power of real self-esteem. It's really only built, core self-esteem, here's the way to think about it, it's really only built when you survive, not when you thrive. There's just no comparison between the depth of the self-esteem that's created when you lose a business and you decide to rebuild it, or you lose love and you decide, I'm still going to love other people, or you lose your your youth and you decide, you know what, I'm still going to find new interests or new passions or pursue a new level of fitness or a new appreciation for the mortality that's part of each life of every of our every one of our lives then you're building true core self-esteem the kind that cannot be taken from you no matter what and it's yours so is it that easy really could there be a course this short called core self-esteem or self-esteem 101 yeah absolutely and let me tell you in practicing psychiatry for more than 30 years No one, no child of any parent ever came to me as an adult or adolescent or teenager and said, you know, what I really admire about my dad, he he made a lot of money. Or mom, she made a lot of money. Or, wow, very bright, very bright person. But I've had so many people come in and say, you know, what I saw was someone who was willing to keep going no matter what. And who always tried and tried to effort anything that came along to the good. And tried to teach me that. When things would go wrong for me, when I suffered a setback, setback, or I quote-unquote failed at something. This was a person, my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, my friend, who would say, you're going to overcome this. There's another day coming. Use this to get stronger. We know it in the gym. We know we should lift those weights and that even though our muscles are burning, we're getting stronger. That's the sentiment to bring into life. The real truth is, as I said, you can survive not just things that don't kill you, but even the things that do. We're eternal human beings. You're eternal. Every one of us is. And every inspiring and loving thing you say or do in this world in the face of adversity makes you live on and on and on in the lives of those you touch and the lives of those they touch and so on and so on and so on. You want to be part of the fabric of this existence? You want to be undying? Then turn your pain into power by refusing to buckle to it. Double down. Have at it. You know why? Because the minute you decide to, you're claiming your birthright to. And you're bigger than anything that can come at you. You're bigger than anything that can come at you. I'm recording this podcast on New Year's Day. Happy New Year. There's so much to celebrate. And not just the things that feel good at the beginning, but even the things that test us. Because, my friends, only the test of fire makes fine steel. Let's get on with it.
Thanks for joining another edition of Pain to Power, the ultimate podcast. Why? Because we don't settle for these uncertain times making us uncertain people. Pain to power is meant to make you stronger and stronger as an individual. You want to get even stronger? Visit www.pain-power.com. Pain2power.com, but it's the number two, not the letters. Uh, and don't forget the hyphens, pain-2-power.com. Or email me if you want to work with me directly as a life coach, one-to-one. We'll do it together. Email me at info at keithablo.com or call 978-462-1125. And the lovely Tiffany will book your appointment. Thanks so much. Talk to you again real soon.